Welcome to episode 63 of the McCovey Croncast. You're probably listening to this on Monday, August 7th, and you're here with Sammy Higgins and Doug Brazoni. Doug, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, the Giants are winning. The heat has started to go down, and things are looking up. <laughs> things are things are looking up. Yeah. Uh, is it is it entirely because of Pablo Sandoval? Probably. Mm, oh. <laughs> it's just getting right off. Yeah, just jumping right into it. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night, especially when he came up with uh, when the bases loaded, when they subbed in Buster Posey towards the end of the game. Bases uh, loaded or a runner on third? He, I mean, his last at bat was the one where he hit the double. The right. So he's was, taking that at bat. So probably yeah. the fifth. It was, I don't know. It was later in the game when they brought in Buster Posey, but he had the chance to oh, hit yeah. the freaking run. I was like, if he hits the winning run, I'm going to be so mad I'm going to be happy, but mad, you know, just frustrated because I don't want to build the narrative that, oh, it was Pablo, we needed all along. <laughs> but, but yeah. Like, aside from that error. <laughs> aside from the error, yeah, he went yeah. for three with a double, so. Yeah. You know what? The 2017 Giants will take it, apparently. <laughs> so Honestly, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So the Giants took the series against Arizona and managed to not get swept by the A's. Uh, they split the series with some pretty lopsided wins and losses, which seems to be kind of a theme with the A's. I feel like it's always really good times or really bad times. Would you agree? Yeah, it was it was a very up-and-down series. So I guess the good news is you knew immediately in every game whether it was going to be up or down. So you didn't have to waste energy, like, thinking, oh, are they going to win this one? No, you knew right away when they were going to lose. Right. It was and very I, obvious. I appreciate that because even last night and they ended up coming back and winning. They've done a lot of coming back and not so much winning this season. So, you know, kind of it's painful to get your hopes up only to have them, you know, lose by one run. Exactly. Um, it kind of reminded me, like going back to the A series, kind of reminded me of that, uh, was it in 2015, the game that Jared Parker hit three home runs in? It was. That, it was the the Hudson versus Zito game. It was, yeah. So it's like there's always, you know, there's always something interesting and ridiculous when the Giants and A's meet. And, you know, I guess I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I mean, if if they have to play each other every year, which I guess they do, then I'm glad they find some way to be stupid and entertaining. Exactly. Because, you know, I, I have a hard time even remembering who's on the A's most of the time, so I need something to remember those games by. Well, my problem is with the A's is they keep, you know, I learn like five names and they trade them all that summer. So yeah, what's absolutely. the point? I, like almost as soon as you learn their names. Yeah. Sorry, A's fans that might be listening to this. They get pretty <laughs> about this topic. So going back to Jarrett Parker, he had quite the weekend. He got uh, he got the walk off hit on Saturday, and then he got he got the Gatorade shower that comes with it. Um, he made an excellent sliding catch, and then today he has a two-run homer and threw out J.C. Martinez from deep left field. It's kind of hard not to be impressed right now, even though it's a small sample size. Yeah, he's he's looked good since coming up since uh, coming off the DL. I I have to say I watched him in Sacramento rehabbing quite a bit, and he did not look this good. So I don't okay. know if that means that he just kind of happened to have a good series, or he needed a lot of time to rehab, but either way, it's it's fun to watch him play well. Uh, I I question why he ever sees a fastball, but 
uh, as Kermit said while sipping tea, that's none of my business. <laughs> so, hey, best of luck to him the rest of the way. I mean, you, you just got to hope, hope for the best for anybody playing left field because it does kind of seem like a cursed position and that everybody who plays there either gets terrible or gets hurt or, you know, forgets how to play baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm glad to have someone who could in left field who could at least remember to play baseball for a weekend. That's right. a welcome Pretty change from the rest of the year. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go back to Thursday night, and that was the final game against the A's, and that was Ty Block, and he not only pitched eight innings of two-run ball, but he hit a glorious three-run homer, you know, the, the rare three-run homer. Um, and ESPN tweeted, uh, Madison Bumgarner hit his first home run in 2012. In that span, Giants have 24 home runs from pitchers, five more than any other team, which is the Cubs at 19. I... At least, even as bad as the Giants are, at least we've got that going for us. Yeah, I mean, the the pitcher home run is the most fun home run in baseball. And if you I, disagree, shut up. Yeah, exactly. I think just pitchers hitting well is, like, my favorite thing. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But it's just, you know, it's the reason everybody gets, like, excited when a relief pitcher comes up to bat. I guess it's just because of the rarity of a pitcher hitting well or pitcher, or relief pitcher hitting at all. But it's my favorite thing in baseball. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely great. Um watching relievers hit is especially funny though the Giants don't do it anymore since Dan Lunsler and Sergio Romo both hurt themselves about five or six years ago hitting. But uh relievers are, are especially fun because, you know, they'll get a hit three percent of the time and you will remember a hundred percent of those hits as being just the best part of their game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it just reminded me of Asphalt, and it was his one hit that he never stopped talking about. <laughs> That's great. So, That's, I mean, that I mean, is I, the most Jeremy Asphalt thing, other yeah. than injuring yourself stupidly. Right. Absolutely. Or scuds. Um, so, uh, okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so Brandon Bell also home run, uh, homered in Thursday night's game and kind of further the narrative that he only hits when it's an unclutch moment, which is stupid, but persists nonetheless. But unfortunately on Friday night, Brandon took a, well, it wasn't a fastball, but he took a pitch to the head. And so he's now on the disabled list for a concussion and that hurts my soul. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't appreciate that. I think that Brandon Belt shouldn't get hit in the head of fastball. So I don't know if I should talk to him about that. Uh, I don't know if I should talk to every pitcher who's ever lived about that, but they need to cut it out. I mean, could we just put it in the, the you know, welcome paperwork when you come up to the big leagues? Like, here's all you need to know, and also don't hit people in the head. Yeah, yeah, and then sort of maybe under that, like, especially Brandon Belt, because it feels like he gets it more than anyone else. Yeah, he's got just some really bad luck, but, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I would never say that this one is intentional. I mean, you look at the reaction by the pitcher, and you know he didn't mean to do it. Um, I, it's still just a little odd, though. Not odd in the sense that there's anything to it. Let's not go crazy with, like, conspiracy theories or anything. But if you just remember back to the Buster Posey at that, or like was it the first home series or first home game of the season against Arizona, and he got hit in the head by Tywan Walker, and he also went on the DL with a concussion. So it's kind of – it's a bad look. Let's just put it put it that way. That's right. The the Diamondbacks need to get need to get it together. You know what, Diamondbacks? Cut it out. 
Your uniform sucks. <laughs> That'll stop them. That'll stop them. That, that attack on their uniform is definitely going to stop them from hitting guys in the head by accident. Yeah. I I worry a lot about, you know, obviously they're going to say that, oh, he thinks it's okay or he thinks he's ready to come back. But, you know, it's not news like that he's been hit in the head at least, what, four other times or three other times? Like two yeah. by, or by baseballs and the other by a knee. I mean, it, it's head injuries are scary. Yeah, they're scary, and they get scarier with everyone you get. So, and he's had several. Yeah, so I don't know. I hope – I don't want to say I hope they shut him down for the season, but I – it's just not something I feel like somebody can come back from in a week, or not something I feel like somebody should come back from in a week, even if they stay there. No, no you, you keep him. And Brandon Bell's somebody who takes it – who takes that pretty seriously. Um, yeah. So the story was after Gregory Blanco got his concussion, it was, it was Delts who, uh, who kind of, who, who when Blanco was sort of talking about it, I was like, oh, you need to shut it down. He went to medical staff, which makes makes him sound like a hero, except that he was the one who hit Blanco in the head with the accident. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, he'd been through it before, so it's good that he was helping other players. Yeah. So, okay, so with Belt going on the, uh, the today's disabled list, that brought up Pablo Sandoval. Um, I, I don't know. I have my issues with with Pablo, but I'm not sure what other options the Giants really had. I don't know if Shaw's ready or even if he is. Would they are they ready for him? Because I feel like Brandon Belt has the future of first base for quite a while. So is it worth it to bring up Shaw and mess with his, uh, you know, mess with his uh, routine? I guess. Uh, well, my assumption would be if they brought up Chris Shaw, at least, like I don't know if they're going to bring him up in September. Um, because they don't necessarily have to, uh, they don't have to protect him this winter on the 40-man roster. They might try to avoid it. But if they do bring him up this September, uh, if, if they did, okay, let me uh, just start here. If they brought him up now, it would be to play every day, uh, and that would probably be at least for now, either. And he can play at first base, obviously, and he can play in the outfield too. So they, they'd have a lot of options there. Uh, if they bring him up in September, which I don't know about. I don't know if they're going to do, uh, then he could sit on the bench because minor league season ends September 4th and they just want to give him a taste of the big leagues like they gave to Buster in 2009. Uh, or they're just not going to call him up at all because they don't have to protect him on the 40-man roster this offseason, and they have a lot of people they do have to protect. So it's it's kind of a tough call whether we're going to see him at all. He would have been someone who could certainly play for base and fill in for Brandon Belt, but, again, we don't know – if the Giants want him to be a fill-in, you know, if they want him to get experience in the majors of positions, they're not planning for him to play long term. Mhm. Well, yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, so what do you think that they'll do? I I would guess they won't call him up, but mm-hmm. that's really like who who knows with the Giants. Um, yeah. But my guess is they won't. They have such a roster crunch with with the 40-man this, this offseason, and they love preserving their inventory. So they would not – so the Giants do not seem like an organization that's especially interested in um, in giving somebody a call-up when it's going to sort of hurt some of their other semi-prospects who should be protected on the 40-man roster. Right. So I guess we'll see. I mean, it doesn't – 
ultimately, it really doesn't matter what they do with the rest of the season in terms of moves. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, it's a lost season. Um, so I, I would vote for preserving the players that they wanted to keep, you know. So anything, you know, for going for the future, I guess. But I'm saying, like, not so much for the future of this season. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I okay. So the other the other big news of this weekend was George Contos being picked up by Pittsburgh off of waivers. So Doug, I'm kind of going to need you to break that down for me because, to my knowledge, he hasn't been announced as being placed on waivers. So how does that work for simpletons like me? Because he himself <laughs> by the news. Okay, so in after the the trade deadline in on July 31st, um, every team in the majors will place most of its players on waivers. And some of them will get claimed by other teams, and many more of them will just pass through waivers. The kinds of guys who you wouldn't put on waivers are guys like Joe Panic, uh, guys like uh, Ty Block even, who are both, who, who are very, very cheap and also relatively good at baseball. Um, but anyone who makes more than more than a million or two, more than a million dollars, and I think Pontos is making about two this year, will get put on waivers because if a team claims that player, then there is a chance that the team that, that he had been on will just say, Oh, okay, fine, you can have him and we won't have and we don't have to pay for his salary anymore. And that is what happens to oh, so let me just go back a little bit. And if they get through waivers then they can be traded to any team in the majors, uh, for, you know, Anyone else who's on waivers or like prospects or on 40-man rosters or players we name later, it's a whole complex bureaucratic process. Uh, so the Giants put, among other players, George Condos on waivers. Pirates claimed him, and the Giants, thinking that they were probably going to non-tender in this offseason because he wasn't going to be good enough to earn the $3 million or so dollars that he was going to get in, ar- in arbitration, just said, okay, the Pirates can have him. And then we will save a little money. We will save a 40-man spot uh, this off, you know, during the season that we can just put, as it turns out, Pablo Sandoval on. Uh, though I would say that that's not – that Pablo Sandoval was not the cause of George Contos being released. Uh, but it was sort of a bureaucratic move, and the Giants pretty much just did to save some money. And because I'm sure they tried to trade Contos for, like, a player before the deadline – and teams were like, uh, no. <laughs> and so the Giants got the salary rate instead. Gotcha. So it's kind of a way to subvert the, the actual trade trade deadline and continue, you know, doing business despite, you know, the deadline passing, kind of, among other yeah. things. Um, well, that's interesting. So the, do the players themselves know that they're on waivers, or is it just kind of assumed that everybody is, that it's, a, you know, like you said, Joe Panic or Ty Block? Um, I do not know how that process works. I don't <laughs> think they know, though. Uh, the oh. impression I got from George Fontes' uh, comments after being picked up is that it was a huge shock to him. Yeah. So I would guess that they're not told they go on waivers. Uh, I mean, the, a tiny bit of other Giants waiver news is that Brandon Crawford got through waivers, for example. Um, Brandon Crawford's a really good player. It would be hard to deal him anywhere anyway on waivers or trade because of the trade clause but he didn't get claimed by anybody. So in theory, he could be, if he was okay with it, um, he could be traded. He won't be traded. He doesn't want to be traded. The Giants don't want to trade him. But um, it's just, that's the sort of thing that you look at and you say, pretty much every player goes up with any kind of real salary goes on waivers. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, especially, you know, Brandon Crawford is the example, because that's not really somebody that they're looking to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Put him on there anyway. Okay. So, oh, okay. So I didn't actually get to watch the game today, but I heard that Buster Posey stole two whole bases. Is that true? That is 100% true. Uh, I noted on Twitter that he had more steals uh, on Sunday than he did in all three Giants World Series years combined. You can look that up on Fangraphs.com. Is that full season? Season. Oh, my season, God. Yes. He sold zero bases in 2010, one base in 2012, zero bases in 2014. So, Doug, is Buster Posey getting faster as he gets older, or is he just getting shorter? I, I, I think we have to consider that he's he's getting faster as he gets older. <laughs> 20 years from now, he is he is going to break a lot of Usain Bolt records. I'm calling it. <laughs> um, but, no, he, he has been stealing more bases than he used to. Last year, for example, he stole six, which you might be surprised about. I was surprised about that when I looked it up, but he really just knows how to pick his slots. He's he's a smart person and a smart baseball player. Mm-hmm. So you think it's just like maybe confidence that's like gotten him stealing more bases that he's confident in the situations that he is choosing to steal in? Yeah, I mean I think he knows how to. He knows when pitchers. He's better at picking up on when pitchers aren't paying attention to him. Because mm-hmm. you can see um, he's still third. One of the, his first stolen base was uh, was third base. Uh, and you could see he got just a massive jump. Nobody was holding him on. The pitcher wasn't paying attention. So he was like, oh, okay, three base. And that's the sort of thing that happens after you've been in the league for a lot of years, and you just know when you can kind of take it. And that's what happened there. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. It's still, you know, it, I think aside from, like, pitchers hitting home runs, Buster Posey's stealing bases is probably my second favorite thing. Just because, you know, it's, it is rare. Again, I think I like the rare thing. <laughs> so, it, it is very rare. I, I will say this, though. Uh, in Benji Molina's entire Giants career, he stole zero bases. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> no. He had three career stolen bases, none with the Giants. Very sad. But uh-huh. we have gotten to enjoy many, many Buster Posey stolen bases. Almost ten of Buster Posey's stolen bases in his career. Wait a second. So you're saying that he had six last season, but he's got a total of ten? No, I said almost ten. So almost oh. 20, basically. Okay. I he like, almost has multiple tens. Gotcha. Okay, because that would have been a very interesting stat. Um, no, he's he's up to 18 career stolen bases now, Buster Posey is. That's very impressive. It is, yeah. Buster Posey. Okay, so did we have any questions this week? We did have questions. Uh, we ask your questions every week. Send them to at McCroncast. You can send them to me. You can send them to Sammy. Uh, you can send them to Grant. He won't do anything with them, but it's good to annoy Grant. <laughs> uh, oh, always a good philosophy. So the first one comes from Rob Hayner at Robert Hayner, who asks, since contest is gone, who has the best turd cutter on the team? And then he posted a picture of a peach, so I'm assuming he means a butt. I I don't think I understood the question. I'm assuming a turd cutter is a butt. So who has the best – now that Contos' butt is gone, who has the best butt on the team? Um, I'm going to let you answer first. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, 
that's that's a tough one for me. I uh, I, I don't tend to notice that quite so much. But I'm going to just take a stab at this and say Albert Suarez. Who? <laughs> Albert Suarez. I don't have a lot to back that up with, but I'm, I think he's, you know, he's, he's got the kind of body where he probably has a good butt. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Belt. He's getting a lot of butt shots of Brandon Belt on, on TV, so, you know. I, I don't know. I have not really paid attention to that. We do get a lot of butt shots of Brandon Belt on TV. Get a lot of butt shots of Buster Posey, too. Uh, <laughs> there, there are many butt shots in baseball. Uh, next question comes from Sam at Sam underscore Mativier, uh, who said, this is more of a comment than a question, but I miss Gene Machi for some reason. Well, Sam, Gene Machi uh, this year has been in Tacoma, and I, I actually got to watch him pitch in multiple games. And let me tell you, he's, he's still a big dude. I didn't, I, I, don't, I guess uh, I didn't hear the question very clearly. Um, um, well, that, that bodes well for reporting quality. Huh? Uh, the, the question was, uh, this, is, this is more of a comment than a question, but I miss Jean Machi for some reason. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know what? I've had moments like that. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it. It's just kind of when you think about, you, you think about kind of longing for having other options that you used to have until you like kind of think about who those options were. Right. Like I'm, there are, th- I miss having Eugenio Velez on the team, but I don't miss watching Eugenio Velez play baseball, but I do because he would play it so weirdly, but I don't cause it would be weird in a very bad way. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. I can get with that. Yeah. Uh, Next question comes from Spencer Molman at Molmaniac, who asks, why are the Giants so bad? They went four and three this week. They're a good team now. Yeah, I was going to say, can we just have, like, we've, we've had our downer part of the episode with the Brandon Belt news, but the Giants have actually, like, really, true facts, won four out of seven of the last games. So, you know, I, for one, would like to celebrate that and be positive. I, I You know what, we can – We'll just say that the Giants are going to win four out of every seven game for the rest of the season. How's that? Oof, that that'd be a good team to watch. That'd be fun. They'd be yeah, excited. Exactly, and you don't know which game, so you still have to tune in to watch. <laughs> exactly. Though, I, I have to say, if they if they win four in a row at some point, you have got a pretty good idea they're not winning next game. Well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question we got comes from Leland Bailey at the Absolute Nineteen who said, they'll have a high pick next summer. What direction would you like to see them go with it? Um, I'm terrible at these kind of things. So I'll be like, go with, go with pitching. Go with pitching every time. And then the pitching prospect doesn't pan out or gets traded. But I always I always want them to go for pitching. I think they should get the best player, <laughs> in my opinion. That's a bold <laughs> approach. That's a bold approach. I think drafting for positional need in the in baseball's draft is, is not something you should necessarily do. You should just focus on adding as much talent to your system as possible. The Giants are thin on pitching, um, admittedly, especially in the, the upper level of the system, but I don't think you address that by grabbing a guy and by, you know, grabbing a pitcher who you think is a worse prospect than the hitter available at the same time. You just get the best person you can. 
uh, and then some of the time it will work out because that's baseball draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to tell them the direction to go other than get a good player. No, I think that's a good strategy, honestly. <laughs> uh, just, you know, well, why would you like, turn down like a Bryce Harper to go for a pitcher? I would think that would be dumb. So the logic pans out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, that, that's it for questions this week. So send us your questions every week. We will do our best to answer them. Thank you for your questions. <laughs> All right. Doug, did you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Did you? Well, what did you think of uh, Chris Stratton last night? He looked okay. Um, to me, he looked like someone who got away with a lot of mistakes. There were a couple to Paul Goldschmidt especially that Paul Goldschmidt will often hit much harder and farther than he did, mm-hmm. which, uh, if you're being very optimistic, could mean something very positive about this or that and stuff, or it could just mean that Paul Goldschmidt missed some pitches that uh, he you wouldn't expect him to miss, and maybe a five-inning, two-run start is pretty optimistic going forward for Stratton. Uh, he was also helped by his defense a couple times. Jared Parker made a really nice sliding catch in the second inning, I believe, and they had a, and I think Parker also threw out a runner at the plate in the first inning. So, I mean, there was a lot of, there were a lot of little nuances hidden in the box score uh, that made Chris Ratton start, at least on paper, look a little bit better than I think he did. Uh, from a scouting or just watching the game perspective. On the other hand, hey, he pitched, he got through five innings. Uh, that's, they were five decent innings. You have a reason for him to throw enough to, to pitch, to start another game in, in a few days. And that's really, at this point in the season for the Giants, that is good enough. Well, no, it, was this, this is his second start, correct? Like second career start? Yeah, his first one was in Detroit on really short notice for Johnny Quinn. Yeah, and he got he got blown up, didn't he? He yeah, he gave up I want to say six, four or six runs early, and then he pitched like three or four more innings after that that were pretty quiet, but he gave up all those. Right. Yeah, but that one was on like twenty minutes notice if I remember correctly. So yeah. I don't know. It's something interesting to watch. Do you do you see him being a longer term? Replacement for because who's he replacing now? Is it Matt Cain? Uh, I mean Matt Cain was so bad that it's not hard to replace him this year. Uh, no. I think Chris Ratton can do that. I think he will probably be slightly better. I don't know that he has a better, a higher ceiling than that. He has never really had a good minor league season, mm-hmm. other than since he was in Augusta. So I, which is uh, for those of you not aware four levels down from the majors. So it's hard for me to see him suddenly becoming good this year. But on the other hand, Brian Vogelson came back and was an all-star. So that's that's always going to be sort of the counterpoint to logic when you're talking about baseball. So do you think that we'll see Tyler Beatty before the end of the season? Do I think we'll see Tyler Beatty? Yeah. Uh, I don't have, I don't know about his injury rehab. He, oh, shoot. I forgot he was injured. Yeah, he's hurt. So I, I doubt, I tend to doubt it, um, because of that. I think we might have, if he wasn't hurt. Right. Okay. Even though he wasn't having that great of a year either, but they might have still wanted to call him up and seen what he could do with 
like a big league pitching staff mm-hmm. working with them. Oh, it's unfortunate. Man, it was like everybody interesting that I wanted. I was looking forward to maybe seeing this season guy injured. Yeah, no, I mean, I would have liked to see what um, Juan Gregorio could do mm-hmm. in the majors, but then he got suspended for PEDs. So, oh, well. <laughs> Just a rough season all around. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was, but it was a good week, so we'll take it. And I guess <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap up. So it was, yeah, it's been one of the more eventful weeks of the season so far. Um, and we look forward to hearing from all of you. So you can always comment on McCovey Chronicles, where Grant and the rest of us do our best to sort out this very weird season. Or you can contact us on Twitter at McCroncast or me at, or at Sammy Higgins. Um, that's S-A-M-I. And Doug, where can the angry people find you? The angry people can find me at Moonwalk and Fly on Twitter. Okay. Um, so thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with you next week. Thank you. Okay.